This is the Eyeball Podcast on Eyeball Radio and EyeballRadio.com. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Eyeball Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Williams, also known as D-Will, the coach, and I'm here with my co-host, my big brother, Brian Williams, a.k.a. Coach Chill Will. What up, Chill? It's good, everybody good? Yes, sir. Another day, another dollar inside the Eyeball Radio Studios, man. Be on the lookout because we're coming very, very soon. And, and, and Chill, real quick, man, I know we always laugh about it, but we are approaching 100. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I don't know what number it is. But here's the thing. We, I know that since the record that I'm keeping, right, here, we approaching 100. If I'm not mistaken, this is like 97, 98. I bet the people listening week to week say, I'm going to probably say 97. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to have 100, and we got some special plan for 100. Right. So y'all just, it's going to be 100 soon. Right. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, uh, listen, great weekend of basketball. We were able to witness this weekend, man. Of course, we were out on the road with our guard, your man, sixth, seventh, and eighth. I think that's 29, 28, and class of 2027 uh, this weekend, man. So, uh, real cool to be out there, man. Uh, coaching up those guys, getting them ready, uh, preparing them. And like I say, man, I got to be honest. Every weekend we touch the court, we be the freshest team out. Like, our uniform's so dope. If you hadn't seen them, man, go to at Guard Your Man on Instagram and check them out, man, see the pics that we put up. And here's the thing, Chill Will, we keep getting dubs. Each and every weekend, we're getting dubs. Yeah. And, and, and guys are playing better together. They're getting better. They're learning each other. And, it, and it's an exciting thing to watch those young guys come up. And really, because let's be honest, man, um, a lot of guys that we got, especially on our younger teams, the sixth grade, seventh grade team, they've never seen this before. Yeah. Like, they've never seen this level of basketball where it's a thousand kids in the gym and it's games everywhere and it's so much movement. They hadn't seen a lot of that um, really, really, really uh, in their lifetime. Yeah, I like to see the transition that, that players are making from, um, I guess, coming out of – you call it Pop Warner basketball? I mean, that's what you can call it. Yeah. Just, you know, same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though Pop Warner yeah. was football. Where, 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 where you're, you're coming from that to, let's just say, middle school to high school where you're having to make teams. And then you have to, to the coaching gets elevated. So now you got to run strategies and presses and these things. And to see the kids from week to week that maybe didn't understand something start to say, um, I understand the concept of what we're trying to do, and I, I love that part because our seventh grade group, we didn't win this week. Yes, you did get a win. No, we don't count forfeit. We oh don't, man, we, we don't. <laughs> the do, record uh, says a win. We don't do what do you call it? Uh, what, 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 uh, what participation. Win? Yeah, we don't do participation. But they didn't participate. I understand, but we don't. We don't take that. But what I did like, hey, that group showed some improvement, man. Yeah, they. Oh like, my god. Like, like, oh my god. Implementing defenses, right? Uh, Leaps running and offenses. That group showed some real improvement. So, hey, man. Great job. Hey, let's speak on that seventh grade crew real quick, man. So we pull up to the gym about 8.10. Yeah. About 8.05, 8.10 on Sunday morning, right, Hoover High School. So we pull up and we walk in. And y'all know when you walk in Hoover, Hoover's court is down. So you're up and you get to look out over the balcony, right? So we walk in the gym and I'm looking out over and literally me and Chill walk in the gym and our seventh grade crew, it's about five, or, it's about five of them out there. They are literally 
going through the inbounds plays. They are working on their zone offense, dummy offense, five on zero. They are working on their rotations of their zone offense. They are going over the inbounds plays. When players come in, they, they sub them in and they go through it. And then when more players come in, they hit two-line layups. Yeah. yeah. I was like, hold up. Hold up, B. Time out. Time out. And I got to give a shot. Who was, who, was that, who was in that original foul? It was Ridgeway. It was uh, Reigns. It was Liam. It was Grady. And who was the fifth? Barnes. Barnes. And, and listen, the key thing about all that, Barnes came out in the beginning of the game in the first quarter. Was on fire. On fire. And he's shooting that thing from the timeline. Yeah, he's like, shooting it deep. We, we kind of got something that we tell our kids, right? On this level, we tell them to shoot. And shoot, shoot, shoot. And one thing we teach all the players that we work with, we don't see lines. What we see is comfortable, on balance, open shot. I don't care where I am on the court, right? I don't care how deep I am. Not telling I'm saying that you shoot like Steph Curry. However, if you're open and you're on balance and you got a shot, you shoot it. Not because, oh, I can't shoot that shot because I'm four steps behind the line. And Barnes takes that into heart. Yeah. And he was pulling in the first quarter. Making shots. Making shots, man. So you could tell, even though when they got in the game, and they ran box. They didn't run it. But that's okay because they worked on it. They worked on it. And they'll get it eventually. They're going to get it. They'll, they're they're going to get it. Right, right. Because even the eighth grade crew, man, we got box one and we hadn't ran it right yet. But we didn't got so many layups under the goal just because they're going in the right direction. They're not setting the right screens. They're not coming off right. However, they're going in the direction that they're supposed to go. And then we're ended up wide. We talk about policing yourself. Right. And that's what they're doing. Hey, man, that's seven, that's seven grade crew. Hey, kudos to them. Because yeah. even when uh, uh, when Monroe got there, filled right in. Yeah. Deuce pulled up. Yeah. Filled right in. Yeah. Like, like, that was good to see. And that's the group that's been struggling the most here lately. Yeah. yeah. Even, though, even though the sixth grade took a couple months this weekend. But, I mean, I think the seventh grade group is the group that's really um, – that's got a lot of players that this is – when you talk about their first time, it's their first time. A lot of them didn't even make the middle school team. They didn't team. make the middle school team, so they said, hey, I want to get better. So they got involved with the program, working on some skill development, working on what it looks like. And they got uh, trials this week. They got trials this week. So, hey, man, coming coming out of two weekends back-to-back. Right. Uh, probably a month worth of practices. Mm-hmm. Now you're about to go into basketball practice. You're going to see the three-man weave. You're going to hear the language of three-on-two back to two-on-one. Yep. You're going to hear uh, all of those things. Awesome. So now they're going to go into that situation with one up. Hey, listen, they're going to go in and say, hey, we ran a two-three zone. They're going to know the rotations. Yeah, yeah. The offensively and defensively. And, and, and we spent all last week, we practiced twice last week, all last week going on shell drill. So I actually saw some <laughs> shell drill happening. So, hey, man, you see it's about getting better. It's about getting better. That's getting what – because what do we always say AAU is for? Yeah. To get better so when you go to school season – you. But here's the thing about it, Chip. The guys that play with us, right, they have been playing basketball here for the last month and a half consistently and have had two weekends in a row underneath the whistle, mm-hmm. right? So they're going into tryouts with guys who hadn't picked up the basketball since January. Right. They, I mean, it's literally kids about to come to tryouts this week who haven't played basketball at all since the end of basketball season. If they, whether they play hoops league or whether they actually made their middle school team, some of them hadn't picked up a ball since then. And they're coming into tryouts with our guys who are coming in after playing. They going man, they finna work. That's the thing about uh, youth sports right now. It seems like we had a lot more time to do the different sports. 
Now it just seems like everything, every season is just running together. It's overlapped. You know what I'm saying? It's because football season is too long. Yeah, football season takes up absolutely too much time. Bro. Football season takes up the entire first semester of school. It really does. The whole first half of school is taken and, and, by and football. And then the whole from spring, summer, and the whole first half of school is football. It's all football. So from April to December. All football. That is crazy. All football. In high school around these parts, it's football. And, and it is what it is. So they do overlap. Yeah, that's nine. Like, we played nine months of football, and you get about two and a half months of basketball. And here's the thing about it, Chill. Some of those basketball teams don't start playing basketball until, until football season ends. In December. I know teams that have played their first game of the season the first week of December. You got to understand that. So a kid that maybe that's, that's a football that, that kind of plays both, He'll play December, January, February. Well, no, middle December, like mm -hmm. mid-December, January, Because you got to put those two weeks of Christmas yeah, in there. Yeah, January, February. And then if you don't make it to March, that's the that's the um, state championship. State championships you're not playing. Season's over with so the end of February. right around April, they're back in the weight room and talking about preseason on the field. Right. So they literally get – it's probably two months of basketball, period. Period. That's, that's what it is. That's that – and you know what? And like we say, we we like the kids to play multiple sports, but for those kids that are playing football and wanted to play basketball, and they, like you say, the, the, the coaches see the two-sport athlete on your page, mm -hmm. they're going away from you because they understand that. Man, this kid is not spending any time in the gym. He can't be because it, it, it's just not enough hours and time for him to do so. Yeah. But, yeah, man, so yeah, our kids are going into trials. Our seventh graders are going into trials this week ready to go. And I'm going to call out one that plays with me, Cooper Owens. Cooper's probably going to go into trials this week and straight smash if he has the confidence he's been playing with. Like He's a seventh grader who's playing up on the eighth grade team with us, right? And let's be honest. We didn't move Cooper up because we like, oh, man, Cooper's a hell of a player. He needs to be elevated, right? Cooper got on that eighth grade team. It was a slot available. It was a slot needed. That seventh grade team was kind of packed. We didn't want to go over too many on that team because we don't like doing more than nine, right? Because we want everybody to play. Right, we want everybody to play and to get the attention to get better. So we we had we only had uh, six or seven on the on the eighth grade team. So we moved them up. And listen, it was a topic of conversation because it was a level of concern for us. It was a level of concern like, oh, is Cooper gonna be ready for that type action? Right? Because did Cooper make the team last year? He was in six. He's in seventh grade. I don't know. I don't remember. But he has trials this week, right? So the thing is, for Cooper to come in, uh, he wasn't on that middle school team this year. I don't, I don't think so. And I think he's grown a lot right. this past year. Right. He is. He's stretched out. He's long. Yeah. And he goes yeah. size thirteen. He shoot. size thirteen. Shoot. So I, I think he was just, you know, maybe a little, you know, late bloom. Yeah. Well, early late bloom. Mm -hmm. Right. So the thing is, we moved Cooper up, and over the last three tournaments, two tournaments, over the last two tournaments, he has been a extreme pleasant surprise right like like we put cooper in the game and we were afraid like ah, it's gonna be tough right how are we gonna hide cooper man cooper gets buckets he's made threes he's made listen remember the last uh was that this tournament i think it was a game on early on saturday where he shot three left hand layups under the basket and i'm not talking about running left hand layups i mean it's a scramble rebound he goes up and he uses his left hand to finish like that's big time for somebody who just a few months ago wasn't using his left hand at all. 
right? And we even saw Cooper in the last tournament, last weekend in Montgomery, where we saw him have a play where he got the ball in the middle of the press, pushed it up with his left hand, was able to retreat, cross over, and make a pass. And you looked at me and was like, man, we got some guys that can't do that right now. Do that? And for him to do that on a higher level, I really think he's going to go in and play well this week. I think so. I think he should. I think so. His confidence is there. He fights. He, he fights. fights. We, we told him he had to compete because he had to guard a kid yesterday that was very athletic. Right, he did. And he had to compete, and, and he showed he would get in there and mix it up and, and battle. Right. I mean, that's the biggest thing because we talked about that walking out of the gym. A lot of times it's just strictly if a kid has the desire to go in and compete. Right. You know, because you have kids with less talent. Right. And it seems like you get more out of them sometimes than the kid that has a lot of talent. And he just doesn't go hard. Just doesn't go hard. So, you know, I think I think Cooper's one of those kids that's just going to go in. And, I listen, I really think he's going to have confidence going in this week because he's not seeing what he's been seeing. And he's playing well. Mm-hmm. Like you say, he's finishing plays up under the basket. He's not turning the basketball over. And the biggest thing is, like I say again, he is picking up on the defensive concepts. Right. That's the part of it that we talk about when we start talking about basketball and, you know, you got trainers going in, working with guys, doing a lot of different things. Can I plug and play you? Whew. Plug and play. Can I plug and play you? Can you run the strategy? Can you? Can you? Can we coach you on the fly to do some of the things we want to do? And he's showing he, he can do that. And that's all. And like you say, that's that's really what matters. Those are the kids that are gonna play a lot of times. That's the kids that's gonna play. The kids that understand are the ones that's gonna play. Yeah. And especially if you got a kid that understands and is gonna go in there and battle and can put the ball in the hole, some hey, you got you a player. Yeah. You got somebody who's gonna really help that Montgomery Academy uh, middle school program try to go back to back in CCC. We gotta remember we are looking at sixth, seventh, eighth graders. Right. This is a very developmental stage of kids' games. Right. And the way kids look now, by the time they become high school sophomores, juniors, seniors, they could be totally different. And here's the thing about it, children. Totally different. And here's the reason you say that. Because a lot of times at this age, from that third grade to eighth grade, most of the times the better kid is usually just the most athletic. Yeah. He's the bigger, faster, stronger kid. Yeah. He's probably – it's not saying he's more skilled. Right. Like, you got, we got kids that eh, you would say, oh, they're not very skilled, or they're working, they're developing their skills. Well, I'm going to sit here and tell you, they're probably more skilled than a lot of the teams they lose to. However, they just hadn't caught up yet athletically because you got a lot of guys that come in that are just – hey, they can get – like, we got a kid on our, on our sixth grade team, Elijah, right? Eli – is probably the fastest sixth grader I've ever seen in my life. Like, he has another gear, right? When he gets the basketball, he can be pushing, and when he go, when he needs to go, it's one step and he's gone, and he's past everybody, right? So that's the difference that you see in those younger kids. It's usually the athlete, even though Elijah is extremely skilled, right? So he he's a little bit of an anomaly, right? He's a special talent that's going to be really good when he comes up. So – to see those guys who are probably just more athletic at this point, that's the reason some of the scores might get lopsided because it's a bunch of runouts, it's a bunch of pressing, it's a bunch of things like that. So, But, however, you see guys displaying skill on that level. And as they get older and the, and the athletic ability catches up, the skills that they're learning now will have them more set up in the future when their athletic ability catches up to everybody else. I, I think it's extremely, extremely important at this grade. I mean, at this age, like you said, third through eighth grade. 
and I know everybody's out there trying to win, and it hurts to lose. Listen, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But I'm telling you, man, you talk all the time. It is extremely important to make sure kids' fundamental base is right and they're understanding the game. We're talking third through eighth grade. Right. Because what will happen is, like I say, you do have those special talents in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. You do have those special talents. You're going to see them. I mean, I think Jared Friendly on our eighth grade team can be a special talent, but you start to look at uh, some of the things that he really needs to work on. If he continues to work on those, now he's going to naturally mature. Mm-hmm. He's going to start lifting weights. Now when I see him at 14, when I see him at 16, he's going to be totally different. He's going to be different. Like, he's going to so, be totally different. A kid that you might see sixth grade, seventh grade, is kind of goofy, hadn't quite figured it out. You can't really turn your head on him because if he's displaying some things that you see, eighth, ninth, tenth grade, you might see him in tenth grade like, wait, figured it out. You figured it out. Because what did Jared do this weekend twice? Oh, hard right? Nah. What's that? That was good. You can talk about that one in a second. But he did. He had two first this weekend. He attempted two dunks. Yeah. In game this weekend. Yeah. yeah. But one of them was costly. One of them was costly. Yeah. He, he should have laid it he up. He got to go make – We understand. won the game. I won him. He, we did. We won the game. We did. So, okay. But – and I'm glad he tried it. I'm glad he – that's what I'm saying. But he had two in game. Yeah, you was mad about that one. You was mad. You was like, no, Jared, you just got to lay that up. Because I like him going, but, you know, I you, like that. We won the game. We won the game. We won the game. Yeah. So, you can't be mad at it. But, yes, Jared attempted – Two dunks in game yeah. this weekend as and, an eighth grader. And he's really long. Really long. He hadn't quite learned how to jump. But nope. you may see a kid in the seventh grade right now that is dunking. Yeah, Braden Gordon had yeah. seven dunks last yeah. year. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said, like, it's some kids you're looking at. Their bodies hadn't developed. Their game, they're slow. And you're like, ah. And I'm telling you, it's going to turn for them. But listen, let's talk about Jared It's going to turn. And we'll go back to the – real quick, like, Jared this week, over the last two weeks, you've seen something from him that we didn't see last year yeah. when he played with us. Yeah. His ability to attack and go get rebounds. Man. Like, he's gotten some rebounds where you see, oh, if he jumped like that on fast breaks to dunk, oh, he, he, he hanging on the rim. Because he had a couple where he flew in, and I had a referee come up to me one time. He like, man, that boy flew in so high. And it was over the bat. He like, that's why I ain't blow the whistle. He was like, I just rewarded him for that. He was like, that was a special play. For him to go in there and do that athletically, right? You could have easily called it over the back, but he really just out athletic, if that's how you say it, out athletic tick tick the other team. So he was like, I just gave it to him, right? And to see him continue to grow, like you say, he's a super long lefty with long arms, long legs, body still going in opposite directions. He's 14 years old and he wears a size 14 and a half shoe, right? So he he's still trying and Actually, the Antetokounmpo's he's wearing now is a 15, right? So he's in a 15, and he's 14, and he's super long. So once his body catches up to him, and like you say, he, he matures, he's going to be a problem. He got a brother in the NFL. You feel what I'm saying? So he's going to be a problem. But he's just getting to that stage of basketball to where now you're about to start going in environments where you're – being evaluated and scouted exactly you're like you're just hitting that he's still on the outside getting ready to go into that so it's going to be some growth in his game through that right you know what i'm saying but i i just i think that i think it's big that 
we don't get too far ahead of ourselves looking at kids and where they can eventually develop and top out by looking at them in the third and fourth and fifth and sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Right. Because um, kids' games continue to grow all the way through. But here's the thing. Not only grow, chill. Guys fall off. Right, right, right. <laughs> we talk about that part. We talk, See, we're not talking about that part Exactly. Yet because it's, it's kids right now that are really good. Right. That everybody's running around high praise, and then all of a sudden, they just fall off. Fall off. Yeah. Hey, listen, I remember when we were had, when I had that 15U team with the Alabama Challenge. And it was that, that class, I think that was a class of 2012. That class was deep early. Like that. They, their, their junior high were, quote, unquote, middle school days in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Like, that crew was really good. You had the Larry Pews, the D. Laws, the Craig Swords. You had all those names that were in there, right? And Larry Pugh was dunking early in the eighth grade. D. Law was dunking in the eighth grade. And here's Chicken back there just hanging out. Everybody's like, oh, he's good, but these guys are better. So when we put together that team, and I was putting together that 50, and I had all those 15 you guys. And then the 16 you came and was like, you know what? I want that one, that one, and that one. And they left me chicken. But you took the three other guys who were more athletic at the time. And now here we are. What's that? What's this? Ooh, 2023. Here we are about 14 years later, 15 years later. And who is out there doing it the biggest? Chicken. Those other guys don't even play anymore. That didn't play. Did they even play through high school? Uh, they played through high school. I don't know if they played college, though. None of them played college. Yeah. Not that I know of. Larry Pugh might have had a Little cup of coffee yeah. and a juco, but that's all I remember. But here's Craig Swart played and had 10-day contracts in the NBA. Yeah. Was Mr. Basketball yeah. in the state of Alabama. Yeah. Won state championships. Led his team to that. So it's like don't look at guys now and pre- try to predict. That's why eyeball, eyeball TDB. We don't do rankings prior to the ninth grade year. I still have yet, to this day, have not dropped a 2026 ranking. I don't know those guys. I know Caleb Holt. Like, yeah, I know Caleb Holt, and I know I can name some other guys, but they hadn't played a level of basketball where they can be garnered to say I'm going to rank them. Because here's the thing. What does it matter who's number one in the ninth grade? Does it, would they be number one in the 12th? That's what actually matters. And a lot of times, a lot of guys fall off. I don't like the early rankings. That's why we don't do them. Man, you talk about it. Like the, the third grade rankings, the fourth grade, the fifth grade, all the way through the eighth grade, I, I don't like them. Nope. You know why? Because I think it sets a kid up for failure who Ding. can really be a good player. Ding. Because you rank him early and you tell him he's the number one player in the country in the third or fourth grade. Right. right. All right. Now, the reality of it is he maybe got a little bigger than everybody else and, and got a little bit more skilled than everybody else early. Now, as they continue to play, he stops growing. He doesn't get 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". Maybe he doesn't get extremely athletic, but he's a very good player. Mm -hmm. But you set him up and put him in a situation to just decline. That's all you're giving him is the decline. You're only giving him a decline. Where if you don't rank kids like that and you just continue to play, you, you stay in the mix of what's going on, now the kid can play and work his way on an incline. But I'm telling you, the decline will hurt a kid's mental mm-hmm. from the point of maybe wanting to continue to work because you you can only go down. That's all you can do. Especially if you're the number one kid or the number three kid in third grade, right. fourth grade. Right, because you're faster than everybody you else. You know what I'm saying? And so, you can shoot a – listen, the number one kid in third grade, right, 
I guarantee a lot of times you go watch them, they're gonna go on fast breaks and they're gonna be on the left hand side and they're gonna shoot a right hand layup. Yeah, a lot of them. But the, but but that's the number one kid because he's faster than everybody else. But coach, you can even be good in the sixth grade and seventh grade and, and eighth grade, and people still shouldn't be ranking you talking about you're the number one player. Damian Harris, they work with ninety four feet a game. Come on, man. Like, he just declined. He had nowhere else to go. You feel what I'm saying? So, I, I don't like the early rankings. And listen, even even the cat, uh, uh, what's his name? Gabe. Gabe Cups. No. No, nah, not, not Cups. Cups. Uh, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Played at uh, West Virginia. Then he went on to play at UNLV. Ah. Uh, uh, Gabe something. Uh, I forget his last name, right? Uh, I see him. He got the, he had the, uh, the podcast. He was the one really start podcasting in the beginning, and he had to fight with the NCAA because he was monetizing, and he couldn't monetize, but they wouldn't let him. But now in the NIL, he's able to. Um, I cannot remember his name, bro. Yeah, but you know, yeah. he was the dribbling sensation, yeah, 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 yeah. right, back in the day. He actually ended up playing high-level, high-major division one college basketball at two universities. He played at West Virginia, and he actually played, and he played at UNLV and actually played. Right, so he's one of those who only had a decline, but however, everybody expected him to be so much better, right? So much better. So that's why we don't do it. That's why we don't rank kids at an early age like that because the catch up will come. It's gonna come. My homeboy Hancock at the SRT Sports Roundtable Show, Super uh, Superhero Hancock, he says all the time. I get this line from him: Water always sinks to its level, no matter what. Water is going to sink to its actual level. The river can overflow, but after a while, it's going to sink back to its level, right? So that's what's going to happen in basketball. It's always going to sink back. Everybody's always going to come back to the pack because here's the thing about it. No matter how good you are on one level, as you continue to progress, if you're like, okay, I dominated in my state. I'm finna go out, and now they're ranking me nationally. Now I got to go. Water's going to sink to its level. It's going to be guys out there just as good as you. But, I mean, it's just too much too fast because we talk about um, even the pros. We talk about the expectation of pros having to come out year in and year out and try to carry their teams and prove that they are. Now you're putting this type of pressure on a kid that's in the development stages. Right. You understand what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't like the early rankings. I wish people would just kind of go away from them. Hey, just call them, hey, Kids to watch or something. Yeah, listen, watch list. No numbers. Right. This is no numbers. These are. This is the state they're from. Keep these names on your list. But all of that, I'm one. To, don't do that because I'm telling you, you're just setting them up for failure because the decline comes and now you got to fight a mental battle with a kid, and it, you know, like you said, that they, entitlement there. I guess all. And then, like you say, it is about them actually having to be able. Well, they actually could be a good player. Yeah, they, they're good players. They could be good. But, however, with the pressure that's been placed on them and the expectations, they fall all the way off. You're not you're not number one no more. You're number 120. Right. And 120 in the country still goes to college and plays good basketball and can still have a very good career. Right. But the kid falls from one when he was third, fourth grade to 120 or, or 150 or out of it. Now I don't even like basketball no more. Yes. Yes, I don't even want to play. And no you're more. a good player. And you're a good player. Yeah, man. Right, and, or or you end up going somewhere and never being heard from again. But but you got to understand, you think that you're entitled to something because when you were younger, you got this, and and we know in this game, 
man, you got to just keep the love and the desire to say, I'm going to keep plugging at this thing because we don't know where the opportunity is going to come you from. You never know. You understand what I'm saying? It's like the kid that went to Ohio that's playing in the, in the league now. Mm-hmm. What, what's his name? Uh, Your guy. Yeah, yeah. Him. But, but, but. <laughs> he wasn't nothing. Right. You understand? Right. And that kid is in the NBA, but now you got a kid you've been ranking since the fourth grade that's a good player right. that's not going to have the opportunity because he fell off. Hey, but listen. We call it falling off. He didn't really fall off. Right. But in the sixth grade, what's his name? His name was, was it Jason? Jason something. Played with uh, Mark Sears at Ohio. Yeah. Pre, pre, uh, something. Yeah, him. Yeah, we bad. Right yeah, now. we bad at names, y'all. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. We're, we're usually pretty Presley. good. Isn't it Presley? Yeah. We're going to go with that. Yeah, I think it's Preston. Uh, Preston. 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 That's it. Yeah. Okay, so go watch, Go look at him in the 6th, 7th, 8th grade. You probably don't see anything on it. Well, I'm just saying, if you were to see him play when he was in the 6th, 7th, 8th grade, right. he was probably on guard your man team. He was probably fighting to make his middle school team. He probably got cut the year before. He's probably coming out of the YMCA or Hoops League or something like that, right? So he's probably not a very good player, and here it is all these years later. But listen, he's an NBA. Go, go to his high school. Go to high school. The dude averaged one point per game in high school and went as where? a senior. And then went where? Prep school. And then somebody did a video. Right, one video to an AAU yeah. tournament. That's how he got to the prep school. But there was no expectation on this kid. He just continued to fall in love with the process and work on his game, and now he ended up somewhere nobody ever thought. You understand what I'm He's saying? He's in the NBA. But now you got a kid that's got the same story as his yep. but got it early and didn't end up there because he wasn't able to overcome the mental hurdle of falling. Right. Mm. Mm -mm. So y'all hear what y'all doing to these kids. And the reason this is a topic of conversation for us, because we're out there on the road in this age group each and every week. Looking at kids. We look at kids in this age group each and every week. People going to say to me, man, why don't you start talking about middle school? No, we just explained to you the reason we won't. We just told you why we're not and never will talk about middle school kids. But we will watch them. We will watch them. We will keep our eyes open. Listen, my database is growing because B came to me the other day. We saw this big boy, this big boy. Hoover. Come on. Ninth grade. Come on. I say, what did I say when we walked in the gym? That's a big ass boy. Is he on your list? Yeah. No, he wasn't on the list. Nowhere near. But what I'm saying, when we walk in gyms, we are looking. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. We are looking. Yes, sir. Because, listen, we won't talk about them, but we're identifying. Yeah. We're definitely identifying that age group, and we're seeing it. So, man, yeah, like, just to rewind to what we talked about about, ooh, about 25 minutes ago. <laughs> about 25 minutes ago before we got on that tangent, right? Um, the Guardian Man, uh, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade teams out there on that road this weekend. We talked about a couple of those players uh mention a couple of them but it's one more i want to mention well a couple of more we're gonna mention but one more i really want to mention harris armstrong right on our sixth grade team he's one of those kids that early is showing a level of athleticism and skill that you love to see at that age group right will it continue to translate we're gonna have to see but right now the toughness that he brings to the game the skill level with his ability to finish right hand left hand you know, Euros, all that type stuff. And his, and his, like I say, his just sheer, he always is around the basketball. It's a knack. He's going to be one of those players as he gets through middle school and into high school, he's going to be one of those Tucker Harris type that always had his hand on the basketball. He might be on the floor. He might be in a scuffle, but he's always going to be around the ball. And right now he has a knack with getting his hands on basketballs and being able to get out in the open court and score. Hey, man, um, 
Big up to Harris, man, Harris Armstrong, because uh, I've been in the gym with a young fella for a minute. Right. And, and when I saw him, like, he was one of the more more aggressive kids. Right. But what I've that seen. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. What I've seen from him, what I've seen from him is he's, being, he's been able to elevate his game as he continues to play. You understand what I'm saying? Because he could always maybe get some shots, but now watching him play on that sixth grade team and be next to Elijah and be next to some other guys, you see he has a real understanding of basketball Right. first. Right. Like he understands how to play the game, what position to be in, like you say, all the way around the ball. So if he continues to say, like you say, go on a trajectory of, of, of being able to athletically be at the mm-hmm. top, and, and, and keep his confidence high, he's going to be a very good basketball player because he understands and he's implemented using his offhand to help his game. Right. He's, he's, he is really implemented using that left hand. And, 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 and I'm talking about making some tough lays yes, with the in left. the sixth grade with people running on him where when you start looking at seventh and eighth grade and ninth grade basketball, sometimes kids aren't doing that if they can't dunk. Yeah. Now, if a kid can dunk early, he's going to go aggressively. But when, when we start talking about attacking the basket with both hands, mm-hmm. young like that, everybody doesn't aggressively go towards and just get into their shots. Right. You understand they, what I'm saying? And we saw that a lot, especially with our team. Yeah. Guys would be on a fast break, and you see them about that to trail. get contested. Yeah. Contested on the fast break. And instead of them just going into the layup, they stop. Yeah. And try to do like a pump fake or something, something. And, and it never works, right? It never works. Like we we screamed a lot this weekend. Just go into your layup. And like you say, Harris has an ability and a thought process. Him and Elijah. So I'm just even Cam has stopped on fast breaks yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. a brute football player. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he uh so they have that knack of I'm going to finish and get and ones and finish through contest. That's crazy though because we're talking about sixth graders, man. Talking about sixth graders. We're talking about sixth graders, but they're starting to understand. I mean, even Alden, even True. Alden is a kid right now that you look at him like oh, I don't know, but Alden understands the game. Right. He takes care of the basketball. Yep. He can do several different things on your team to help you play. Plug and play, man. Plug and play. Plug man. and play, guys, man. We love those guys. Um, so as we're around. Another thing that's great for the game of basketball in the state of Alabama, you know we're all things high school, Alabama high school basketball. We get a chance to really play against some of these kids and identify, okay, who, what's that kid's name? Right. Who is that kid? What organization does he play for? What's going on? We're looking around. So we're in the gym coaching our program, coaching our teams, talking to our kids. But we're keeping our eyes open for the next talent in the state of Alabama. Exactly. And, see, here's the thing about it. Um, we talked about that that toughness that we like for them to display, right? On this level, we're really teaching toughness. And we saw some toughness out of one of our seventh graders yesterday at the beginning of the game. Grady Ming, our big kid, right? And it, before I move to Grady and talk about his toughness, I want to mention one more kid on the seventh grade team. Came in this weekend with his first tournament playing with us. Big Jordan Williams. Mm-hmm. Big Jordan Williams standing sixth about grade. sixth grade, probably about six three. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing about him. Yeah, I said it. Sixth grade, six three. He is extremely aggressive. Now he also plays with team driven, right? Uh, and team driven is a higher level middle school team, right? They play. They play more competitive basketball, right? They got guys who, like we say on this middle school level, who have displayed early more skill levels, right? right? right. So. When Jordan plays with them, he plays a role. And you see it however you don't see 
the aggressiveness. You don't see the skill level because a lot of times he's trying to find his way on the basketball court with a whole bunch of guys who probably are way more athletic and just as big, right? So when you saw him come play with us this weekend, you saw the Jordan that you'd be like, okay, now you see he could be special right? because of his size. And he's not trying to do something that he's not. Right. Jordan's not out there. Listen, he will take it off the glass and push it up. As he should. As he should. But he's looking to get it, oh, get rid of it to get it back. That's high-level IQ, right? And then you see him really playing the role of being big, rebounding outside of his area. Everything that touches his hand, he comes up with. Blocking and changing shots. I don't think we talked enough about this weekend, his ability to block and change shots, right? That game that they lost by one point on uh, Saturday night, his ability to block and change shots, because it was two guys in that game who were just as big and just yeah. and way more athletic. Yeah. That number 27 kid, yeah. he wasn't real skilled, yeah. but he was a hell of an athlete. Yeah. And everything he got his hands on, he rebounded. Yeah. I know he had 20 rebounds in that game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was one point where it was a fast break, right? And the ball was tipped out, and somebody was running down to get it. And this kid, number 27, was back underneath the goal and sprinted, out sprinted our player who was at half court to get the basketball before it went out of bounds. You saw him just long strides. So Jordan playing against those guys, he was able to really show up. He played a, He even had the shot at the buzzer where he had the kahunas to actually shoot to win the game. We love that. Like, he got the basketball and did not look to pass. It was boom, three-pointer, and it looked good. Yeah, he stepped into it patiently. Patiently yeah. with one, two seconds, then just fire something up. Bam, bam, shot it. It just didn't fall. But, see, that's important. That's important, parents, coaches, everybody. When you have a talent that's um, above its age group, I like the play-up some. But this is one thing, and we talked about this uh, with Greedy. Just being young and having an understanding and a, probably an athleticism that's a lot different. You have to allow kids to play with their age group so they can learn to be dominant. Yes. Yes, they're dominant when you look at it and when they've played in their age group, but they don't play enough with their age group to really learn how to dominate to when they go up, they're effective. Right. You don't want them going up and just running around and fitting in. Being a, being a body. Right. You want them to, if they're going to go up, you want them to be productive. And the only way they're going to learn how to be productive is playing with their level and understanding how to dominate. We talk about this all the time. We talk about kids getting 30 and 40. It's not easy for a kid to go into a game and get 15, 20 shots up. It's not. They have to, they have to know how to do that. Yeah, that's a skill. We're, we're talking about, hey, man, go get 20 a game. Listen, people like to try to break it down and say, hey, I'm going to get me two free throws, two layups. Man, listen, y'all nah, 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 nah. are 40 and 50 years old now right. thinking about the game. And if, right. you, if, you, if you had any game back then, if I just would have did it like this, I could have did this. But you couldn't. Yeah. And you didn't. Pipe dream. But it's hard to try to get 20 to 30 a game, and you have to play consistently and learn how to do that. Yeah, man. So I like the fact that he came down and was able to go get double-doubles. Yeah, he had several. 10 and 12. Right. Get four or five blocks. Right. Bring it off the glass, push, jump, stop, go into the three. Now his confidence has grown, so when he goes to that level, I can do a little bit more now. Right. I can do more. Oh, you gonna leave me open at this three point yeah. line? Oh, I'm shooting. Yeah. So I think I think it's important as kids are going up, and they're 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 better, younger, that parents and everybody around sees the potential 
Don't get too wide-eyed and not let them play on their level and really dominate their level. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, and I totally agree. And he came down and played with his age group on our team this weekend, and he looked apart. 6'3". 6'3", though. 6th grader. Yeah, he's a 6'3", six, 6th six grader. Hey, he was boarding big. everything. And he might be bigger than 6'3". I think he might be bigger than 6'3". Because our, one of our 6th uh, grade coaches, uh, AZC, right? AZC, he was there, and AZ's are probably about, I would say, I would give AZ a legit 6'4 and a half, 6'5". And they standing eye to eye. Like, I saw them standing up in the huddle, and I might even have a picture out there on Instagram where they're standing up in the huddle, and they're literally, AZ and and uh, Jordan are standing damn near eye to eye. That's what made me say Jordan's probably bigger than 6'3 when he walked by AZ. Right, because AZ 6'4", 6'5". Yeah. And, and yeah. Jordan is looking at him in yeah, his he face. Close. He close. Right? He close. So, like, it was, it was extremely um, exciting to see him come out and play well. Now, it was games where he didn't score it, the way because we're still learning how to score, right? We just got through saying to get up shots is a skill, right? You got to have that skill. You got to know how to do that efficiently within the flow of a game. You Like anybody can just go out there and jack up shots, but you got to be able to do it efficiently within the flow of a basketball game. And so we're still teaching him how to do that. We're still teaching him how to establish post position. We still We hadn't even gotten to the point of teaching catch reverse pivots on the block. Catch, we ain't, we ain't even nowhere near that. We're still catching in, and we're still mic and drill, right? We're still in that stages of it. So he's going to be a kid that somebody would go and put out a sixth grade ranking and say Jordan's a top five kid in the, in the state. And, and listen, I would immediately go at your neck and say, man, don't do that to that kid. Right. Because you're putting him way over what he is. Right. But you're – but he potentially – can get there. Could get there. Because mm-hmm. his dad's about six, seven, six, yeah, six, six seven. seven. Yeah. So he possibly could be six, seven, six, eight or better. Right. Now he's got all of that. Now he's dunking the basketball. Now you're looking at him like you look at, uh, what's our boy went to Tennessee? He's going to Tennessee. Oh, K. Phillips. K. Phillips. Right. Now, if he now listen, you feel what I'm saying? I, 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 hold on, B. Like, I, I'm just saying. I know, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. He potentially. Yeah. If that's if I say that right, could get there, right? That scares me. But but what I'm saying is he could be that. Don't rank him early. Let him continue to incline. Right. Don't rank him early, and something happens, and he probably doesn't play well somewhere, and now people are just declining him. You know who he? You know who I would give him a better comp for right now, in my opinion. Who is that? Caleb Harrison. Okay. From Huntsville High. Okay. A guy who's a big brute. Six seven six eight six nine, that that is a low post, old school fundamental, not extremely athletic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like his af- like Caleb's athleticism is coming along, right? But he's not Kate Phillips athletic, mm-hmm. right? I see Jordan more on that trajectory, and which is a mid major Division one basketball player, mm-hmm. right? But like you say, it would be somebody outside of us that would see him right now and go rank him. If somebody that would see Elijah, our point guard on our sixth grade team, and be like, and I talked about earlier about his burst and speed, will go say, oh, he's one of the best players because, oh, he's left-handed, but he's right-handed, right? So you really don't know. So you would, you would do that to him. Why would you do that to him, right? That's a kid that is just playing to have fun who is developing his skills. 
right? So, of course, let's keep it real, Beep. Let's just say what it is. Yes, we have kids in this program, because we talked about the kids in the program that haven't made teams. We mix those kids with guys in the program who right now are some of the best kids in the state and who could potentially be the better kids in the state come high school time, right? So everybody's getting that mix. They're learning how to be the guy and dominate their level while the other kids are learning how to get better, fit in where I can one day dominate that level, develop my skills, right? But we're all playing on a high level of basketball. So that matters. That all matters, man. But let's, let's talk about that eighth grade team real quick. Uh, we talked about Jared. Uh, it's another kid we want to talk about, Wilson Cherry. Wilson Cherry is a kid, like, like I say, these guys are coming out of middle school, getting ready to go to high school, where it's now the evaluation. What do you say, Wilson, about 6'1", six, 6'2", six, now? 6'1". About 6'1". Yeah, close right? to 6'1". Close to 6'1". Yeah. Good body, though, Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but can shoot the cover off the basket. He can shoot the cover off of it. And – at his middle school, he was not allowed to shoot the basketball, which is asinine. I don't even know the word to use. It's because last weekend, I remember two games he had 10 threes. This weekend, he set the gym on fire again. He had another game with another five threes. He had another game with four threes. Like, he was shooting the cover off the basketball all weekend long. Right, but he's a kid that plays on a private school level. He, you would look at, and you would just gloss over. You would just gloss over him, right? Because you're like, uh, I'm gonna go look at Jared because he's more athletic, he's longer, he's attempting dunks. But this kid is in here setting the gym on fire, shooting the cover off the basketball. Man, I, I think it's just part of how evaluation works, and I think it's a part of, um, man, we talk about this on all levels, getting involved with a program that's going to help you grow as a player. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And and I think we talk about this too. It's it's extremely important that these AAU programs and these trainers like really have open dialogue and discussion with the high school coaches. Mm. And and not walk in the room like this is what I'm doing, this is the no. Y'all have open dialogue coach, what is it that you'd like to do? I think the trainers and the AAU programs should take time to go into the practices of these programs and watch right. to see some of the things that they do. And even when you're teaching, like um, we were teaching shell drill, and I'm going to get back to Wilson. We were teaching shell drill in the seventh grade practice, and we were talking about uh, denying help and all those things, and Ridgeway came to me and he's like, Coach, we call it next. So we're going to use the terminology next. Next, bingo. In practice, I'm not using my terminology that right. I I'm know. Gonna I'm going to use to what they, they do. So it's important that guys – Everybody goes in and understands we're trying to help these players become better players for their school ball, and then when they come back to us, help our programs, and then eventually help them try to get evaluated. Right. And Wilson, if somebody has Wilson Cherry on their basketball team and they're not coming to watch him play, and then you go watch him play a school ball and you're handicapping him from shooting the basketball, you should not be coaching, period. Because you don't understand how this kid is going to help you win games. But then you're able to do this. I'm going to give you free reign to shoot shots. Right. I might not like all of them, but I understand you will make four or five in a row. So I got to deal with the two or three that are bad. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to challenge you. Toughness, rebounding, defensively. If you don't, do me, if you don't give me those things, I'm not going to allow you to do your thing. 
And ain't that what coaching is all about? Hey, listen, on yesterday, he knocked down two back-to-backs in the first half, right? We went on a run, ended up being up at halftime, right? And after he hit those two, the next possession came down, and he let a guy just bully him to the baseline yeah. and lay it up on. I called a timeout and lit into him on purpose, right? Because, yeah, you're knocking down shots, but on the defensive end, look what you did, right? Because when you get to your school team, and I said this in our huddle the other day, it's our job to get you better for then. It's not our job to go and look on a, roster, on a um, website and see guard your man, 6th, 7th, 8th grade, 26 and 2. Yeah, and we're really talking about what our record is. Who cares? Who bro? cares? Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to go 26 and 2. Right. Or I'm not trying to see right. uh, trophies all line, AAU yeah. tournament trophies yeah. lined up. None of that matters. And we got some. Yeah. We got some matters. hardware. Yeah. Right? But that's not what it's about. It's about can I get you better? So when I come watch you play next year, and here's an op- operative term. When I come watch you play, because we're coming to watch you oh, play. We're, we're in the gym. If, if it's a kid we train or plays around, we're, listen, and, and it's several. It's several. We will see all of them. We all. will see all of them at all. least once all. in game action. And here's the thing. I'm coming to watch you play. And if I come to watch you play and you don't get off the bench, that's, I did you a disservice. I had you all summer, and I got it where you can't go back to school and play. So you play with me, but you can't play over there. Because here's the thing, your evaluation is coming from there. It's not going to really come from here. Everybody thinks AAU is where you get all the evaluation because you got the live periods and you got the coaches lining and all that, yada, yada, yada. But, bro, I'm here to tell you, if you go to your high school and you don't play and you don't play in games that matter and you don't win, that hurts your recruiting, I'm here to tell you. I don't care how you play because coaches quantify AAU basketball. Little do y'all know. Y'all that put all this stock in AAU basketball, coaches quantify that. They evaluate you on that, but what they really want to see is how you play in the fall. Because how you play in the fall is how you're going to play once you get on campus with them. You're not going to play the way you play in AAU basketball when you get to a college campus. So that's the thing, man. We're here to help, to grow, to push. But guys got to understand on this level, this important middle school, junior high level, it's all about the development. It's all about development. Because we just – we got our – we got a point guard on our eighth grade team, Jarve Doremus. Ooh, tough. Tough. Little Hollywood. Little Wood. Yeah. Like his dad was nice in yeah, high school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Jarve is a kid with a lot of skill. A lot of game. But here's the thing. He got so much skill work that he needs done because while he has sick handle and he can beat you off the dribble, he has a lot of blunder in his handle in the open court. He got a lot of fluff in the open court. He plays with the basketball, which in times gets him in trouble. He can't, you're not able to hard right, hard left because you're playing with the basketball and now you got somebody sitting on you and now you're in trouble, right? Or you bobbled the ball or you turned it over, you dribbled it off your foot because of that lax. So it's a lot of things he has to improve on. But however, right now, extremely skilled. Hey man, extremely skilled, very good player. Um, and and, and this, is what's, this is why we talk about not ranking. If you were going around the nation right now, he probably wouldn't be ranked anywhere. No. You understand what I'm saying? But Jay is a straight killer. Killer. Like, he remind me of Jalen Rose. He a, he a, he a smaller Jalen Rose. So what you're saying is, okay, this kid is an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Just continue to work. Continue to pour into his knowledge of understanding Mental. the game. Yes. Game and situation. Uh, as you're coming up the court, 
and you're playing AAU, which is pick up, see things and direct traffic. Mm-hmm. Forget running plays. Yeah, because we don't have any plays. Right. Direct traffic. Call people to certain situations. Put people in place while the ball is in your hand, while it's moving. So grow as a point guard. So as he continues to grow as a point guard with the natural things that he already has, what when he came to us he already had, right? he going to be a killer. He going to be a problem. I like J-Game. Listen, he will be ranked. Oh, no doubt. When ranking time No doubt. Come. Because like, he going to be one of the coldest point guards in the he's, class. He's going to be one of the coldest point guards in the class yeah. of 2028. Yeah. Or no 2027. Yeah. He's going to be one of the coldest yeah. in 2027. That's no doubt. <laughs> like, that's no doubt. Like, but he just needs to get stronger. He he needs to continue to use his offhand. Right. Because, like you say, he's at that age where I, I'm a lot better than a lot of the talent that play around here. Mm-hmm. And it's that mentality, man, why would I do something else? Because you guys can't stop this. Mm-hmm. But, see, your game has to grow because when the level goes up, yep. they are going to be able to stop that. You got to be able to go to something else. You got to have your counter. Yes, it's fa- as effective. You got to have your counter. Yeah. I remember when Greedy was in the 10th grade, summer before his 10th grade – was that for his 10th grade? Yeah, summer before his 10th grade year. And we went to Auburn team camp. Yeah. And we played Huntsville High. Yeah. And he was killing uh, Christian. Yeah. And Christian yells from the sideline, can anybody stop him from going left? Right. Right? And as the game goes on, he continues to kill him. He gets fouled. And our, our assistant coach, who was not a head coach at Carver, Reggie Sprouse, says, Greedy, are you going to ever go right? Greedy turns. He's at the other side of the court, finish shoot a free throw. He turns to the sideline and say, for what? They can't stop me going left, right? However, once they start attacking his left hand, he had the skill level to go right. So that's why he continued to murder them throughout the game because they could not, now they're realizing, oh, he can go right also. We can't stop him at all. But that's the IQ part we're talking about because at that time, Athletically, he wasn't where he needed to be. Greedy wasn't nowhere near it. He wasn't where he needed. He to was be a lot of Jave, but but he understood how to play the game. You weren't gonna uh, uh, attack him and rush him and get him into doing something. He was always poised and savvy. Knew where he always knew where guys were. Right. He always had his his head up so he could deliver the basketball. Right. So uh, th- those are the things we're talking about. And 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 man, listen. I hope everyone listens to this this episode because we're talking about third to eighth grade, and then eighth grade to twelfth grade. Yep. And then, well, yeah, eighth to twelfth. And then that summer, eighth to ninth, mm-hmm. of how now it goes from I was just playing basketball to now it's getting a little bit more serious and people are starting to evaluate me. Mm-hmm. So it's important to not give too much too early. And for those who really have it early, continue to work and make sure you're around people who are Pouring into your knowledge and understanding of the game, not just if you can do dribble moves. Because the dribble moves don't matter. Yep. You got to have it in your arsenal. But I think basketball is like painting a Picasso. I can't say I'm going to go into this game and, boy, I'm coming down. I'm about to hit him. Between legs behind the back. But you do see that. You see kids getting ready to do Euros as soon as they get the ball on the other end of the floor. Oh, I got to steal. I'm Euroing. You see it. And I, I don't like that type of basketball. Well, it's not it's not productive, right? Yeah. It's it's scripted basketball, right? And you it's there's no there's choreography. no yeah it's choreography <laughs> basically that's it it's yeah. choreography yeah. right it's synchronized swimming yeah. so we have some guys that have really shown a lot of potential like a kid like John Harris Taylor mm-hmm. who shoots it shoots the cover off the shoots ball, it right he's got to add add gritty grit 
We got to add grit. Yeah. And we got to add the handle. The handle. He's got to get back on that ball. He has to. Because now, last year he was on the ball and still was lighting them up, right? But now he's becoming a serious knockdown shooter, right? His catch and shoot ability. And let's not get it twisted. He hit you with the head fake. He yeah. got the Texas, oh, yeah, the yeah, kid yeah. from Texas yeah. head. Yeah. And the floater. And the floater. He got floater in his game. The float game yeah. is really starting to be advanced. Right, right. He hit a lot of top of the square top yeah. type floaters yeah. this weekend. However, we're going to have to improve that handle. He's, he, but you got to just force the basketball in his hand. Force it. You got to take and, – and, and listen, this is how you know Jay is a natural point guard because they naturally give him the basketball to orchestrate. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we got to continue to help him grow – off the ball, right? Because you never know when you're going to have to be in that situation to where I still need to be the same player I am without the ball in my hands. Yep, that I am with the ball in my hands. So, coaches, it's important when you're doing this AAU thing, you're helping your players grow, develop their skills, and man. develop as players. Because we talked about this on the sixth grade team, you get caught up in the roster that you like to see on the floor because you think they're being productive, and you got pieces on the sideline that you need to plug right. and let them show you, I can give you this. Right, but you got to put them in situations to be successful. You got to do that. Right, you got to put – like a Will, Will Waller yeah. will give you a lot more than the, than the, the naked eye will show yeah. you. Yeah. He will give – Will Waller on that sixth grade yeah. team will give you a lot more yeah. than the naked eye yeah. shows you. Hudson. Hudson will. Hudson's going to show Hudson toughness. had a hell of a tournament. And I, listen, Hudson was one that scared me the most. Yeah. He did. Let's be honest. Yeah. He scared me the most in the pro. He scared me more than – um. Then uh, Cooper Owens playing eighth grade. Because that's the first time you saw him, and I'm going to tell you something. Hudson has been a kid that I've seen now that he works at it. When, when I first saw Hudson, B, yeah. what did I say? Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. That would need – we got a long way to go. Yeah. And I saw Hudson this weekend yeah. get rebounds. Right. Not only get a rebound, get a rebound right. and go up to finish. Right. I saw Hudson try to use his left hand on the left side. He's going to use it. And, uh, it, yeah. it blew my mind yeah. from what I saw. When was that first? In the beginning of March? Yeah. From the beginning of March yeah. to the be Now we're here in the first day of, of May. Right. Two months. Right. It, it, it leaps and bounds. But he's worked at it. He's worked at it. And that's what matters. Man, that's, we're trying to see matters. the improvement from day to day. <laughs> get one day better. Man. And like, like I say, and last thing so we can get up out of here, man, on that eighth grade squad, I have to say this. We talked about Jave being able to play off that ball. Right, and we talked about John Harris playing on the ball some more. But you know who else could really help? And if he was to get the toughness that we're trying to display in him with the basketball in his hands, who's that? Charlie Reese. Yeah, because Charlie Reese, as we know, is a natural point guard. Yeah. If you watch Charlie Reese play, when that ball goes through the hole, with a rebound. His first thing, I get my butt to the sideline and I'm clapping for it. Sometimes I have to be like, Charlie, no, run. Because he's going to sit back and be like, hey, give it to me. Let me bring it up, and then I'll get it to you. But the thing about Charlie is he has to get stronger with the basketball he's right now. Get his confidence to have the basketball in his hand is already there. Yeah. Now he just has to get stronger with the basketball so when the pressure comes, I'm able to endure the pressure. And, and want some of that contact. Yeah, I want some of that contact. Get, get some of that contact and understand it's not going to hurt you. Uh, you you're gonna be okay when right. you get ran into, right? And um, just continue because, like you say, he's a point, he's a point guard. He's a point guard. But but it's our job to continue to force them into that situation, and we have to be patient enough on the sideline through this summer process and understanding what we're trying to do. Where if we lose games, that's not what we're worried about. Yeah. 
but the lack of competing you can't have. We won't tolerate. You can't have. Right. And, and have. our guys are learning now how to compete. Yeah. We're yeah. teaching them yeah. how to compete. Yeah. Right. And then we got a kid, Bryson. You know the kid, Bryson, uh, Purdue. Yep. Hey, Kawhi Hands. Kawhi Leonard Hands. I've never seen a kid. Rajon Rondo Hands. When, we, when you talk about big hands. And we've talked about him on the platform yeah, before. Yeah, but when we talk about big hands, got big hands. But he has to improve his handle. Oh, yeah. You know, he has to improve being on balance and finishing around the goal. And I, and I think he's getting better because coming out of the situation where he played this past season and the year prior to, they didn't have him in situations where he could do anything. Right. He was the bigger kid. Right. So they just put him around the basket, and he got lost because at that level and where he played, those guards weren't savvy enough to really spread it around and get it to it's him. It's about who's, the, who's fastest. Yeah. It's about who can get down the court fastest. Yeah. And he kind of got lost. But like I say, he's a kid that you see in the last two weeks since week one. His toughness has really went up. And it really went up last game because, remember, y'all had to get rebounds. Right. And we challenged him and Jared to go get every rebound. And they went and got And they basically went and got every rebound. And that's why we won that basketball That's why y'all won the game. So, like, he's somebody that is going to be a guard as time progresses. So, it's – and here's the thing. We've seen him in a a one-on-one workout with Greedy. Shoot the cover off the basketball, yeah. but it gets in the game, and he's his it balance is so bad he can't get those shots off. But he doesn't miss free throws. He doesn't ever because he, he, he can shoot the basketball. He is a. I'm gonna tell you who he reminds me of early, Jadamian Gavan. Okay. Okay. Somebody who's probably gonna be six five six six. That's going to be a knockdown shooter. But he has these, like you said, Kawhi Leonard yeah. type hands. Yeah. That if he learns to be confident with his handle, in the because we saw him in the workout with Greedy, shot the cover off. But he was struggling with the handle part. Yeah, yeah. So if that handle comes along over the next several years, that would be a kid you would look at now and be like, ah, that kid ain't going to be nothing. But in five, in four years, he's probably going to be one of the top kids in the state. And then he continues to understand basketball. He, you that, can tell. That, that's a big part of he it. He didn't even understand how to get in the stance at one point. Yeah, and he still struggles still with Still struggles with yeah, it. Yeah, getting in a defensive stance. Right, and, and staying in it throughout a possession. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of things you should be working on with guys who have talent, have athletic ability, who could be good basketball players and one day potentially be college-bound athletes. But they take it takes it now. It takes not just putting them on a team and you press all over the floor and you got some guys who are at the top of the press, never cross half court on defense, and when the ball goes through or when they miss a shot, you just throw it up and they got run out. Snowbird. Snowbird game. Yeah. The press and snowbird game yeah. where you're not teaching anything to where these kids are going to be better when, when, when the athletic ability catches up. And, and you what leave. we talked about in the early. Yeah, when you leave. I want you to be able to go play basketball everywhere. Everywhere. And here's the thing, Chill. I bet a lot of people are going to listen to this episode, and we talked about a lot of our guys. Yeah, of course. Right? And I hope you got the message in what we were saying. Right? I hope you got the message in what we were saying when it comes to the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade level. And I know we're all things high school basketball, but these kids will very, very soon be our high school basketball and players. the 8th grade group is getting ready to go into high school. Now. Now. This is their, se- this is their summer prior to – their first uh, high school game. But what is it? Uh, JV. Some, JV. And a lot of kids, like, and see, that's why we're talking about ranking. It's eighth going into ninth, and some of these kids are going to play JV basketball. So it's going to be, it's going to be hard to give a hard evaluation on some of these kids that might not get talked about on the eyeball platform 
next year because they're not playing varsity basketball. varsity basketball. But now they're ninth grade. They're playing a ninth grade summer, going to tenth grade, play varsity basketball and blow the hell up. And here's the thing about it: and so, blow up. Some gonna play ninth grade ball. Some gonna play JV. Yeah. You know, and then you got the Caleb Holtz of the world, yeah. the Javon Alexanders of the world, yeah. who are going straight to play varsity. Yeah. Right? So the thing is, you can't, that's why I've yet to do a 2026 ranking. Yeah. Because I hadn't even seen some of these kids because some of them played JV last year. Right. And I can't evaluate you on JV basketball. I can't evaluate you on JV basketball. And I can't evaluate for you with summer AAU basketball. I can't evaluate you from summer AAU basketball. Now I can watch you your high school season, first one. Now you're on the 10th uh, grade. grade. Now I'm looking, okay, this and that. But it's a it's progress. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. It should, you shouldn't be ranking. Let's be honest. Let's just go and tell them. You shouldn't be ranking kids until they're sophomores. Yeah. Yeah. Until they play varsity basketball. Varsity basketball. You shouldn't have a ranking until it's 10th grade. It's just my opinion. Like, I got a watch list for 2026. Yeah, you, you got to have a watch list. You know, we got, I think we got 30 kids on there. You can yeah. go look at it. It's on yeah. Instagram yeah. at Eyeball Radio. Yeah. Right? Go look at the 2026 watch list. But they won't get a ranking until probably December when they go through half. It's not really half. Yeah. You know, a couple weeks of their yeah, high school yeah, yeah, season. Yeah. Right? We get to see a couple of holiday tournaments. Right? And we can see if they get burned and tick on the teams and how their teams look. And then we can really. Even- now, listen, we just told y'all, we just had over an hour worth of show where we told y'all we're evaluating in middle school. We we're are recognizing in middle we're school. We're recognizing. Right? We're recognizing. So by the time they get to the 10th grade and we start, we're going to have a good depiction of what their game is. Yeah. We're going to be watching them for the last four, five, sometimes six years. Yeah. So we're going to understand what it is. It's just now we're talking about what they really are. Yeah. That's all it is. And, and where, where they potentially can end up. So don't get caught up trying to rank them too early. To where there's no incline, it's only decline. It's only decline. We don't want that. Which all we're trying to do is build them up. We ain't right. trying to tear we're them trying up. to build them up. Not even them up. even when you coach them, bro. Even when you coach them, and you 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 get on them, it's constructive criticism that you're giving. Right. And you're coaching them and say, "Hey, man, get better at this." Right. But I'm not just gonna put you on the pedestal and then leave you somewhere just to fall off. Right. Right. That's not what we should be doing. I'm going to coach you, and I'm going to coach you hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because coaching in the game of basketball. It's a, it's a, it, listen, it is it's a line in the middle because basketball is easy, but it's also extremely hard. Yeah. And it's a, like Cheer Wheel love to say, it's a thin line. It's a thin line. The game is easy, yeah. but it's extremely hard. And you never know what role you're going to have to go and play on a team that you're currently on. But whatever that role is, you want to be able to step right into it, play it, and be who plug you are as a Plug and play. That's what you want to be able to do. Plug and play. Yeah. Man. But, man, chill, man. Um, like I say, we're going to get up out of here for the day, man. Like, we talked about a lot of kids. Y'all might not know who they are. We talked about a lot of middle school kids who y'all probably ain't going to see for a couple of years. But, however, the message in this was be patient. Allow a kid to naturally develop. Yes, sir. But foster that development. Yes, Right. Pour into that development, whether it's a kid. We got some sixth graders, seventh grade, eighth graders who struggle with left-hand layups. Yeah. Just because that kid is struggling with a left-hand layup today doesn't mean by his 12th grade year he can't be on his way to play college basketball or college sports, Jesse Austin, period. I heard you say something to a kid in the game, one of our kids. And like I say, I know we're talking a lot about our kids, but we're like you say, it's a message behind this. One of our kids took off and made the layup, tight game, Cam, made the layup, and he's running on the other end. And you say, hey, Cam, you know what I'm about to say. 
It wasn't the fact that he made the layup. Who cares? Who cares? You were on the left side of the floor with an opportunity to shoot a left-hand layup, and he shot a right-hand layup. Right. We're looking at your fundamentals throughout the game because somewhere down the line, you're going to have that same push, that same pace, and you ne- you're going to need to be able to finish. Yep. You're going to be able to finish yep. with the offhand. With your offhand. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be imperative. Yeah. You're going to be able to have to do that. Right? So that's what it's all about, man. We just uh, Listen, we're not saying our program – is 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 the most perfect program? No, not at all. But guess but, what? But we're one of the top programs when it comes to helping develop. Hey, listen, we're the top program. I'm telling when it comes you, to like I'm not even going bad eye at that. Yeah. When you get involved with guard your man, Jim. Right. Your child will become a better basketball player. Right. And listen, I ain't gonna say they can make their middle school, nah. high school, or they ever going to college. But at the game of basketball, they will get better, and their love will definitely. Yes, grow. no doubt. Like, no doubt. Probably, listen, listen, Charlie Reese, probably going to be one of the coldest coaches or front office people in the game. Yes. Uh, Rain Vincent. Oh. We got, listen, man, we got guys oh, in the program that we understand that are, that are going to be next level. And I'm going to tell something you, other than basketball. Damn, you sound like the NCAA commercial. I'm telling <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, but I, I listen, I messed up. I was talking about a toughness spot, and we got off on something early. I got to come back to it. Grady Mean, yeah, seventh grade, early in the game, gets busted with a shoulder in the mouth. Right, mouth start leaking right. like this, real blood. Right, like I was concerned his tooth that went through his lip. Yeah, so real, we went to the bathroom. He in there, and like he walking, he carrying the blood. Right, he, right, he right. catching the drip. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm messing with. Him. I'm like, Grady, don't get that on the uniform now. Right, keep yeah. that, keep that blood off the uniform, Grady. Right. We ain't got no blood jersey. Right, keep right, that right. off, right. So we walking up the steps. He goes into the bathroom to start rinsing. I go get one of those ice packs, right, and crush it in one of them foldable ice packs. You crush it to get cold and got some paper towels. He came out, right, he rinsed it out, and he's literally looking in the mirror. And at one point, did he say anything? He was like, uh, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Kept rinsing. Came out. Mom was there. And I'm like, damn. It's probably finna go into and mode, right? Mom was there. But mom looked me in my face, and she had a bit of concern on the face. But you could tell. Mom, mom, part of the toughness crew, right? Like, like, she's a part of the toughness crew because she was like, he came out, he's like, I just need some ibuprofen, and he's like, he's like, mom, you got some ibuprofen? She's like, no, but so and so does. I'm gonna go get some. She took the ice pack, got. She was like, hey, just put that on there. Grady came back down. Hey, you still bleed? No, I'm good. Back in the game. Yeah, ready to go. Back. Listen, and not just back in the game. Back in the game, battling, ended it, getting it, mixing up. Uh, so, and Grady's one of our bigger kids right now. Yeah. Once we start developing his skill set, yeah. he's going to be a problem because yeah. he's going to end up being 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, yeah. If not taller. Because he's wearing about a 14 and a half right now, too. Come on, man. He's a 14 and a half. He's a 14 and a half at age 13. Yeah, at 13. We got three kids right now and wearing he's size 15. About 6'2 and a half. About 6'2 and a half. Yeah. Him and Jordan looking eye to eye. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and we got one kid that's out hurt this season, Rob McGahee. Oh, listen. Big body, Jamal Mashburn is what I call him. That's who he reminds you of. Yeah. He's a Jamal. He a big body, big guard, body guard. Finishes around. Paul Shoot Pierce. It. Yeah. Paul Pierce. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's in a 13 shoot. Yeah. And he's out with a shoulder injury yeah. this summer, so he won't even be able to play. Right. But he's gonna. He's one of those ones who will be mentioned as one of the better players in the state of yeah. Alabama. In when, that class. In of that 2027? class. 2027. 2027. Yeah. He's gonna definitely. be one of the better players definitely. in that class. So we got about literally about four or five kids in that 2027 class that you will hear about down the line as one of the, some of the better high school players in the state. And we see the programs. We see the programs around, you know, the uh, the Drivens, the um, 
The, Pacers. Uh, Pacers. Yeah, yeah, Pacers. The Pacers squad. Right. The, um, the, what is it? Uh, the Knight with the purple team. Uh, purple the, black. the Kings. The Kings. Montgomery Kings. Like, uh, you know, and, and, and I fire. can't remember all the fire. Right. We see the we see the kids in those programs. And of course. We're going to take notice, and we're, we're looking at them. Right. We're definitely looking at them, putting them on our hey, list. The database is growing. Figuring out names, who's who. And I'm going to tell you, we listen, team-driven, uh, PA and Rashad Mays, we lean a lot on them for our middle school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, like, they are really – Deep dive because they do one of the better middle school camps. Yeah. Right. So they're able to identify a lot of these guys, a lot of these kids earlier throughout middle school and able to put them on our radar. Right. And now that we've dove into that area, that middle school area, we're starting to see some of those kids, yeah, man. So, yeah, like yeah. I say, be on the lookout because these are names you will need to know. And we, like I say, we see you all. You're, yeah. We you're, see you're you. definitely being placed in our database. Keep, just keep hooping. Keep hooping. Keep growing as players. And everything that you want out of the game will come. You don't have to try to go seek it. Yeah. You don't have to run behind all of the attention. Nope. Just keep playing basketball. Keep hooping and it will happen for you. But, man, we're going to end this episode right here, man. Uh, Chill. uh, Tell them where they can find you on social media. Well, you can find me on uh, social media and on Twitter and chillwheel334. You can find me on Instagram at CoachB334. Also on my business page, Eyeball Properties. You can find me also on my business page on IG. On Brian Williams underscore SR. You can find me on Facebook at Brian Williams Senior. And man, y'all already know you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio. That's Instagram and Twitter at Eyeball Radio. Also, Instagram and Twitter at underscore Real Talk Tees. And on Instagram and Twitter, Eyeball underscore TDB. And of course, go check out all my personal tweets at Coach underscore Eyeball. And you can also go to the business page and see all this information that we talked about, pictures, updates. We got a couple lives on there from last weekend of our 6th, 7th, and 8th grade teams, man. Go get familiar with these guys because they will be names to know in the future at GuardYourMan on Instagram. That's at GuardYourMan on Instagram. But appreciate y'all hanging out with us tonight, man. Uh, We're getting closer and closer to being inside the studio, man. Eyeball Radio Studios is being currently outfitted. I like that word you gave me last week. It's currently being outfitted, so be on the lookout, man. Hopefully by episode number 100, we will be broadcasting our first episode from there for episode number 100, which is right around the corner. But chill, man. Let's get up out of here, man. Holler at these people. Last name Will, first name Chill. Move with a purpose. Move with a purpose, man. And y'all already know, they call me Coach because I teach you how to ball. Until next week, we out. Peace. Peace. You've just experienced the Eyeball Podcast, the flagship program of Eyeball Radio and EyeballRadio.com.